So hello, everyone, and welcome to Lift, Feel, Pray, a podcast aimed at exploring the relationship between physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness in an effort to inspire, support, and encourage you on your journey through life. Thanks for coming back and listening. So welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Lift, Feel, Pray. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of teamwork. And we're especially excited because we have a guest with us today. We'll introduce him in just a moment. But as always, I'm joined by Coach Colin and Pastor Jeff St. Clair. My name is Stephen Montesinos, and I am, as always, a licensed counselor and psychotherapist. And our guest today is Tyler Storr. So hi, Tyler. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, Tyler. What's up, Tyler? Yeah, so just a little bit about Tyler, and uh, I'll let you, we want to hear from you, and certainly uh, everyone who's listening, I'm sure, that doesn't know you, and even those who do would want to know a little bit more about you, but um, just so you all know, Tyler is a friend of ours and also uh, a friend of the podcast, and we could be more excited to have him join us today. Uh, so Tyler is a husband to an amazing spouse and wife, Jennifer and a uh, father of two amazing children, both White and Malin. And uh, they're just so amazing, Tyler. You're so blessed, um, and I'm, I'm glad to know you and been able to know them as well. Uh, Tyler is a former Division I student athlete and played baseball at West Point and at the University of North Florida. Graduate, graduated with a bachelor's degree in sports management. He went on to experience a, a great 11-year professional baseball career, playing with the Detroit Tigers and a variety of other teams, and also served as an amateur scout for one year for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and is currently working as a professional scout pro personnel specialist for the Tampa Bay Rays. So, quite the resume. Quite the resume. Yeah, quite the resume. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> More <laughs> glitter than uh, glam, I tell you that. Sounds <laughs> great, but... <laughs> I, was, I was reading over that and trying not to compare myself at the same time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of bus rides and, and uh, you know, time with teammates. So this yeah. podcast should be should yeah. be pretty good in that regard. Works well. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, when we were wanting, we were always wanting to have you join us um, for an episode. And then whenever we came around to the topic of teamwork, we were kind of thinking who would be a great guest to join us on this episode. And you, of course, you, you, you rose to the top of the list uh, for many reasons. So, um, you know, before we get into the teamwork aspect of the episode and kind of exploring that, uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and the listeners out there, a little bit about uh, who you are, just so they can get to know you a little better. Well, I, I Again, thanks for having me on here. Um, I do have, you know, personal connection with each one of you guys in, in different forms, and, and we all tend to come together at, at the gym there. So the, the lift part brings us together as teammates. And um, for me, uh, in my life, I've always had some sort of uh, – I've been on some sort of team, various teams at different times, um, and anything from obviously being a spouse to – working for a professional team, playing sports my entire life. Um, baseball has been a huge part of my life and, and I've, uh, most of my life experiences and learnings have been through failures in sports um, and success in sports. So I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without the aspect of teamwork and the things that I've been able to learn through sport. Yeah, I think all of us, and, and, and Colin and Jeff, you guys probably would agree, um, and even the listeners out there have 
an idea of what it's like to be a part of a team. But um, as an athlete, you've had this special experience of being part of a formal team um, where, you know, it's organized for a, a long period of your life. Like when was the first time you started playing and when were you first exposed to teamwork and being a part of a team and what that means? I, I mean, I got to start really young. I have an older brother and I was always pushed to out of convenience for my parents. My dad liked to coach our teams and stuff, but I was always pushed to play with the older kids, you know, and, and I was generally one of the smaller players up until high school when, you know, I kind of caught up. But um, I, I was introduced at a very young age, played multiple sports growing up, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, you know, whatever was the sport of the time is, of the year, of the season of the year, that's what I played. And um, I, along the way, I've had a ton of great coaches that have molded uh, the different things that I've got to experience. And, um, I, you know, the coaches, I, we talk about teamwork, good coaches are are a huge part of every team. Um, so playing for guys like Dusty Rhodes at the University of North Florida and, and my high school baseball coach, Tom Dooley, who is a Jacksonville native, um, they've really had a huge impact on my life. Awesome. Just something you just touched on there, Tyler, because I'm just going to kind of play about like what you said and, and obviously being part of a team. You mentioned how you've, you know, had a ton of failures, you know, as part of a team and a lot of success as a part of the team. And obviously I think like what you mentioned, like you've already mentioned, like your, you know, your, your personal married life and your business and sports and how kind of this team is kind of interchangeable with a lot of these things. But I was thinking like, from your perspective, how have your failures as a team been easier to overcome as a part of, you know, doing something by yourself and then your successes. Cause I know when I am successful in something, how it's more fun for me to share that success, you know, as a part of a team, as opposed to, you know, doing something kind of on your own there too. So I was just curious, like, you know, cause your failures, do you, do you find because you're a part of a team that you were more successful in your professional life? Yeah. Obviously being part of a team is being a good teammate. So mm -hmm. everybody that's part of a team fails individually. Right. Sometimes the whole team fails, but being, right. being a good teammate, you know, it, it's part of it is picking up, the guy that's next to you that is failing or you're struggling, yeah, you know, exactly. and, um, in baseball, which is like majority of my life experience is in, uh, yeah. you can fail seven out of 10 times and you're a hall of famer. So, right. Right. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of those things that, um, I mean, I've been booed by 10 to 15,000 people at one time. You're talking about hitting percentage, right. For the person. Hey, to understand yeah, that. Right. Okay. Right. 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 So if you, if you're going to hit three out of 10 times, Throughout your entire career, you're probably going to be very right. successful and, and, and looked at as one of the best that's played the game. Um, yeah. But that's a lot of failure along the way. Yeah, that speaks to resiliency with the sport, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the, yeah. I think you learn, too, that um, uh, live in the moment, but, like, let it, there's another day. There's another opportunity that will arise out of any situation. So, like, I've been booed by 10 to 15,000 people before through my failures, but that has also made it like, so that somebody picked me up, helped out the situation I had tomorrow to work on and get better at what I was doing. I think that's good. I, th I think what you're trying to get at is like that, again, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to get your uh, opinion on is that when you kind of fail on your own, not to have anybody there to kind of pick you up or you, you mentioned coaches to give you guidance or, you know, that, that can be more difficult because you're kind of like, hitting this wall you don't know how to overcome it or get past it but when you're part of a team and you have teamwork because 
you have strengths where you can kind of help others at, but then if you have a weakness where you're struggling, that's where other people kind of pick you up, right? That's the, that's a big part of the teamwork, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, there are times in everyday life, not just sports, but everyday life where like, even you're part of a team, but being alone can, and, and struggling can be like brutal. You know, you've got, you've got support system, but still at the same time, you're dealing with these battles. And that's where like, I can give you a, a kind of a firsthand story. I had Tommy John surgery, elbow surgery in 2010. And that was at a point in my career where I was like, I need to put up some numbers and make a splash or I could be seeing the door. So every day I'd come in after surgery, do my rehab, lift weights, try to get better. And it just seemed like nothing was getting better. I was going through pain every day and it was just a struggle. I had the entire support staff of the Detroit Tigers, the trainers or strength coaches, everybody in my corner trying to help me out and get me better. But I was really struggling every time I go back to my room by myself after working out, I'm, I'm alone and I'm just screaming into a pillow because nothing seems like it's getting better. So the, you can be part of the team and still struggle. I mean, we're human. Yeah, I want to want to piggyback on that a little bit. Um, thanks for sharing it. It's, it's good stuff, Tyler. You know, I, I met Tyler about six years ago in a hospital room, actually. Um, uh, for um, his wife's grandfather, and uh, it, you know, when I when I met him, he had some Erie Seawolves uh, attire on, and uh, he had actually played for Erie Seawolves. And when we lived in Pennsylvania, uh, we'd actually go up and watch Erie Seawolves play. And so I was probably one of the ones that booed uh, Tyler um, back in the day. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize up front, Tyler. Uh, but you know. For, <laughs> it was well deserved <laughs> but, um, you know you're talking about failure and being on a team and, and where you were uh you know when when you go back to the room by yourself but um my question for you is what is the benefit of having a team spirit uh versus that of, of the spirit of being solo um What's the benefit of being, a, you know, just having that team spirit uh, versus like, you know, let's say a golfer, uh, you might say, who, you know, generally uh, plays on their own or a tennis uh, player. Again, we fail so much as humans that I know for me, mentally, I can be as strong as anybody, but there's still those thoughts of I can't, I can't. And when you're on a team, You've got a bunch of people around you saying, you can, you can, mm, you know, yeah. and just those little tidbits of, of encouragement. I mean, they make all the difference in the world when you're, when you're working as a team, you know, uh, I mean, it's all about accountability, I guess, in, in a sense, you know, you got teammates that are there to mm -hmm. pick you up when you're down and, and it's your job to pick those teammates up when they're down. And at the same time, I feel like you need to be vulnerable with your teammates and ask for help when you need help. Uh, good point. And that, you need to be encouraging with your teammates when they need help, you know, and just mm -hmm. teams work best when every person on the team understands their roles and understands the roles of the, of others. There's, there could be certain areas that yes, your role says this, but somebody else needs help. So you need to jump over there and pick it up. But I, 
But I found too, and like, and I obviously I'm a relate this to a lot, like obviously of, of a business sense, you know, owning a small business and stuff like that. But I think when people are part of a team from a professional standpoint or a business that some people can have the mindset of, well, if I keep my knowledge and I keep my skill and I keep my things to myself, you know, I'll I'll become more valuable and I'll be more of this. But I think when you really listen to the people that have experienced this, that the more they share and the more they kind of help out others, it it be it makes them a better player or business owner or teammate or friend, you know, and the more you kind of share, then, then everybody gets better, you know? So that's, I think that's a kind of big part of the, you know, being the teamwork is like, is, is to have that mindset. Like you said, everybody has their roles, but also have the mindset of like, you know, vulnerability, helping others out. Uh, uh, and then I think when that comes, it also comes full, full circle. From an individual side, thinking long-term, what you just said, I think that would make your overall brand better you know, in, in a sense, you know, yeah, somebody's going right. to say, Oh, Colin, Nancy, I mean, he, he goes out of his way to help others and he's a really good teammate. And the worst label you could get, I think is that guy's a bad teammate. You know, nobody wants to work with a bad right. teammate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. That's true. Is that an informal scouting report on Colin? <laughs> 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 Hopefully not. <laughs> no, no, not, not the bad teammate part. The first part, the first part was good. I'm sitting here like, what, what else, what, what else do you guys <laughs> say? Tyler? Not the bad teammate part. Okay. The first part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny you say that vulnerable Tyler, cause I'm not sure how many the podcasts that you listen to, but that's a word that kind of comes up regularly in our podcasts. And I think that makes us, uh, it's something that we have like a likelihood together, I think, uh, you know, Steve, uh, Jeff and I, and probably you two, Tyler, obviously just listened to you a little bit and how becoming vulnerable is a great kind of a leadership role and how that allows you, like you just mentioned how you, I mean, you're somebody that succeeded at you know the professional level and how you still had stuff in your head, like, man, I can't do this. And so I think a big part when it comes to the, you know, teamwork, all this stuff is like letting other people, once you let somebody else know that, that, Hey, I have these kind of doubts too and stuff it kind of helps, you know, lift other people up and make them better too. And I can, to piggyback right on that real quick is when I was going through Tommy John uh, rehab, I had a teammate who was also, he had surgery the week after I did. So we were a week apart in our rehab process and we built up through teamwork and, and, you know, knowing where each other were at mentally and physically and with the pain we were going through at the time, we built this friendship and um, we best friends to this day. He was yeah. in, uh, one of my groomsmen at my wedding. Uh, awesome. But just through experiences like that, you know, you, you get, you get some individual benefits, I guess, as uh, Definitely. making friends. So. Yeah. You know, um, scripture in Proverbs chapter 27 talks about iron sharpening iron and how one, one person sharpens another. And, uh, you know, we, we see that so true in, in, in baseball and in the gym and, you know, in, in the life of, of community and, and even, even in the life of the church that, um, you know, when we, when we have each other, uh, to push, uh, we can, we can accomplish so much more. Have you seen or felt, obviously you, you, you're preaching on a screen to a camera every day. I watch every morning, do your devotion, you know, follow everything that you, you've been doing. Have you found or felt any negative feelings with everything that's going on with COVID-19 and everything about just not being together as a church? Yeah. You know, there, I, I have those moments uh, from time to time where I feel isolated. Uh, I feel alone because, 
you know, I think I think it was our conversation in our last podcast. We talked a little bit about our jobs, and uh, you know, Colin and and myself and 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 Stephen, we're we're all in the people business, and you know, our business is centered really upon in-person encounters with each other. And so, when when you lose that, there's a there's a piece of you that's that's uh, alone. But one of the things that I've come to find is that even in the midst of this pandemic, we are. Um, I, I, we're actually almost more connected than we were before. Uh, it's it's crazy to think that, but um, our engagement with each other has been so much more. Um, you know, maybe maybe I I personally was disengaged um, from everyday life with people. So I've come to find that um, through through this pandemic, uh, through the gift of online technology. I mean, look at us right now. I mean, all I'm doing is looking at a screen at you four or three, <laughs> you know, and, and and it's nice because we have this this opportunity that we've never had before. And so, you know, like today, I, I um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm re-transitioning re individuals in the life of our church and taking them down a different route. And I emailed a group of people today that I call our online greeting team. And so... Um, their role is on Sunday morning to engage people right where they're at. So if let's say Lucy is from North Carolina, she types it in on the comments while uh, worship's going on. We have online greeters who will engage Lucy from North Carolina and allow her to make her feel like she's part of the team, that she's part of the church. And uh, she might be this person that's 600 miles away, but at the same time, she feels more connected than she ever has before. So um, that's been, you know, there's, there's, there's moments where I do feel isolated, Tyler, but uh, there's also times where I feel incredibly connected with, with people um, all, all across the world. We got listeners now from Holland, Denmark, uh, from Africa, from Kenya, um, Guyana, South America. And these are regular listeners and they're watching devotions they're watching worship. Uh, not only there, but all the way up the East Coast. Um, we got regular worshipers in California and Texas. So, uh, you know, our, our church family, which was, you know, we're a new church start, a year old, uh, worshiping about 200 in person on a Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, by all thoughts and accounts there, we thought we were doing really well. Um, we go online and those number, numbers, um, you know, it's more, more than tenfold um, what we're getting. And so, um, you know, it, it, we've been able to see such a rise in, in engagement with each other. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes me think like, like kind of like what you said, Jeff, like maybe a lot of us were kind of taking that interaction and that teamwork maybe for granted for a while. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of appreciating every interaction. Yeah. And that's something that like, you know, that's something that we've always tried to kind of provide here. And, uh, you know, that when, when people come here, obviously they might be looking for a, a great place to work out, great atmosphere, maybe great, great coaching, but something that we really try to push is that kind of team, not even just among obviously the, the coach to member relationship, but between you guys with each other. Right. And I think that, you know, maybe Tyler can speak more on this from coming from an actual team is that sometimes you kind of lose that maybe, you know, along somewhere along in our lives that we don't feel kind of like a part of like a team like that. So if you can have a couple areas of your life and we try to provide that here in, in your workout area um, to, to feel part of that team is huge. And also I, I marked here is that I know me personally as well, because I work out with you alongside you guys, you know, with a coach as well, that 
I find that when you work with a team is that you're more likely, or at least good teammates, will push you out of your comfort zone a little bit more mm. than you would on your own, right? Which just makes you a better person, athlete, whatever. I mean, you can plug in whatever word there. But when you have teammates or a team around you, to, for them to push you out of your comfort zone to do more than you would by yourself, right? So that's a big part, I think. I'll never forget when your brother, um, <laughs> I was doing Arnold's one day, and I think I had 35s. And, uh, you know, he'd come over and, and brought me the 70s. And uh, that's like, come on, <laughs> you want me to double that's my weight? Not, for, for you listeners, that's not a normal normal weight for that exercise, but Jeff is a uh, big dude. <laughs> uh, big, strong, big, strong dude. I was like, jeez, talk about encouragement. Hey. Yeah, but that, yeah, and then, and that obviously that's like the XI standpoint. But maybe somebody challenged you on an, on a nutrition thing, or maybe somebody challenged you to, um, you know, maybe do a little bit more disengagement from social media, whatever it is. You know what I mean? There's like different things that you can kind of challenge each other. But to have those type of people in your life, and you can call it a team or whatever you want, um, but that kind of push you out of your comfort zone and help you to become somebody better, or you know, to better maybe a, or get you more toward a goal that you have. I mean, I think that's something we all, we all need to a certain extent. Yeah. Do you guys have any experience, and this is for all of you, um, with, uh, you don't have to name names because I know this is maybe a little bit more of a private kind of uh, a revelation that you'd be sharing, but an experience, you, just, you could even say yes or no, where you were on a, on a, on a team and certain people or, or multiple people um, kind of uh, made it difficult for that team to function very efficiently and effectively. Like, has there been times where you, the, the the benefits of teamwork couldn't be experienced because of certain people or certain circumstances. I'm just kind of curious if anyone had that experience. For sure. I mean, I, if in, in the professional sports world, there's a business side of things. And um, I, I can say from experience that certain players, their vulnerabilities sometimes surround around money and uh, who's making what, and I need to provide for my family. So it's no longer a team concept. It's a internal competition on the team for playing time to make more money. And, and that's not from what I've seen, that's generally not a culture doesn't create a culture for winning. And it usually doesn't create a uh, positive culture in a clubhouse. And, and it makes a lot of strength for a lot of strain. Um, yeah, what that sounds like is, and I think there's probably multiple barriers to an effective teamwork setting and situation, but what it sounds like is one of, one of the big barriers that we probably run into is that people have individual agendas. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's what you're talking about. Like yes. it just takes yeah. a few people that are too focused on themselves for reasons that may be understandable, right? But it, 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 the, the fact remains, if, it, if you have too many people too focused on themselves, you're not, you're not working as a team anymore. Right. And, that, and that's, I mean, I'd probably ask you guys, cause I've, that's something I haven't done so well in my life, but uh, what kind of what Tyler was touching on. So where do you kind of draw that? Like, I think to an extent we all have, you know, personal things going on and personal agendas, but where's that line where you kind of, you know, need that, you know, where, Hey, this person could be an asset to the team. We just got to keep them, you know, in the loop or helping them or to the line where, you know, probably not a good fit again, whether it's on a professional or uh, personal level. Is it, I mean, it's, it's such, so much gray area there. Right, I mean, yeah. I was just, I was just watching last dance. I told yeah, you guys before yeah. with Michael Jordan, you know, Scotty Pippen, the run of the bulls in the nineties. And there was a period of time on, on the show that um, Scotty Pippen was sitting out 
because he did not think he was being compensated like he should. And his teammates understood. They didn't like it, but they understood. So it forced his teammates to step up. We don't have Scotty, so we need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up obviously getting over it, got back to playing basketball, and went on to win, what was it, six, six championships? So yeah. I mean, they were able to get past it, but I think, again, a lot of it can be talked about the leadership of some of the characters on the team um, that can help the team get over some of those hurdles. Right. Yeah. There's, if you, the people around you um, are solid teammates and they can kind of rise to the occasion, even in those moments where you might have to make the difficult decision to not be as much of a team player, I guess is what I'm hearing you say. So mindset and um, your, your approach to what it means to be a teammate is so important. And, and I want to just acknowledge it, as we talked about at the outset, we were kind of speaking about teams in a more formal sense and certainly more athletic sense, but all of you are part of a team, whether or not you realize Absolutely. that. Every single person listening right now, um, whether or not it's your family or your coworkers um, or your church community or your gym or your neighborhood, right? Unless you're living alone somewhere, you know, in Antarctica, like even then the environment would be maybe a part of your team. So I don't think there's any, any way that you can escape being a part of a team. So I hope that everyone can kind of think about it uh, and, and the concept of teamwork in, in um, a way that you can relate to. Uh, and yeah, just kind of wanted to point that out in case people were struggling with the concept, especially if you haven't ever played on um, a, a, a team before, an athletic team. Um, so let me let me kind of ask another question out here as we're kind of getting into the last portion of our podcast today. And thank you again, Tyler, for all your insights um, and uh, that you provided with us, or provided to us so far. Really appreciate it. A pleasure. The next question would be: We, we yeah, we, we kind of know that um, now. I think we've talked up enough that teamwork is is critical uh, for success in a lot of different settings. And I'm just kind of curious what everyone's experience has been in promoting teamwork. Like, what what could a listener do if they're wanting to increase the amount? of uh, uh, teamwork that they are experiencing at home or work or, or wherever they may be. For me, um, to kind of piggyback on what we just talked about, but also take it to this question you're posing, Stephen, you know, one of the things that I often try to, to do, whatever team I'm a part of, um, whether it's in the gym or, um, you know, whether it's in my professional life as a pastor, um, whether it's a, as a husband and a father at home, I always think about what is my role in this situation. Um, you know, my role at the church is to cast vision, um, to lead the church in word, sacrament, order, and service, um, and to build um, teams of people around me. You know, my role at home is as a husband is to to be the caregiver of my wife and, and my children. Um, so my, my first question I always ask is, what is my role? But then I also ask, what is my purpose in better supporting those people who are around me. And um, because it's not all about me. And, um, you know, we, we, we live in a society where that has really infiltrated um, and permeated the, the mindset of a society today is, you know, what's in it for me. And uh, to try to, to push ourselves away from that, you know, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have gone through some really big headaches over the past couple of years. 
with uh, some people who only thought about themselves. And uh, one player in particular, who I won't mention, but um, he hasn't even been picked up by another team, uh, was tried by the Oakland Raiders and New England Patriots, but uh, even they let him go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a person that did not think of what their role was on the team um, and how they could best support those people around themselves. So um, those, those are two big questions that are very important for me. What's my role and how can I best support those around me? Yeah, for for me, uh, and I, I kind of always kind of fall back to this is, um, you know, to promote teamwork is to lead by example, you know, so your so your attitude's contagious. And I think a lot of people, you know, when it comes to teamwork, they might want to just say, hey, I know that person's doing wrong. Let me go, you know, correct them or give them advice. But I'm not sure that's always the right way place to start. But you can get excited about their successes. You can give an encouraging word. And I think the more kind of that again, that contagious attitude of teamwork happens and the more maybe people start seeking you out for questions. And, and again, there's more interaction, there's more engagement. And so when you kind of leave from that and you say, hey, and you make, you make it a point that yourself, that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help, help out my teammates, then that eventually kind of comes full circle and you start kind of um, building a culture of teamwork. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Tyler? Like, um, I don't know if you're working with players or from your life perspective and other areas of your life, how have you uh, helped to encourage and promote teamwork? Yeah, so this, the whole pandemic thing that's obviously hit us and forced us to stay at home and, and get creative with what we've been doing has forced me to um, maintain a sense of accountability to my job, knowing my job, doing my job, but at the same time, having a growth mindset with my job. Okay, this is what I'm, I know I'm good at. This is my role here, but what else can I do? What else can I learn? to bring to the table when everything starts heading back to uh, more of a normal sense. How can I help the team in a different way that maybe I wasn't helping the team before? So I, I think always looking for the next step to grow um, and, and expand your role um, while, you know, obviously not stepping on toes and, 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 you know, trying to push somebody out of the team, but, you know, just, just being accountable for, uh, the things that you have control over. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, the only thing I would I would add is, uh, and I know there's so many different ways to promote teamwork, um, and we can't get to all of them, but something that stood out to me that's so important for an effective team is um, trust. And so know, knowing that the person next to you has your back and vice versa, and I think that's especially true uh, for any of our listeners, mm -hmm. um, you know, who are in law enforcement or have, um, uh, you know, done any tours of duty, um, that's probably one of the most important things about their experience because it could be a matter of life and death if, if you can't trust the person standing right next to you. Um, so trust yeah. is so, so critical. And um, so if you, if, you're, if you are struggling in your work setting, at the gym, at home, um, on an athletic team, uh, within a church community, wherever you find yourself, um, I would ask yourself, am I having difficulty trusting the people that I'm surrounded by? And it, it may or may not be on them. Um, sometimes that has a little bit to do with us and and maybe the baggage that we bring. And that's not, I don't mean that to be offensive. I think that we all carry with us, uh, you know, a pain and suffering from our past that is influencing the way that we interact with people in our present. So we all have baggage. Um, so it's important to kind of ask, is it, is it me or is it them, right? Um, and is, it, it, usually I find it's a combination of the two. And in some situations, it's certainly very clearly 
either other people or you, but um, I think more often than that, it's a combination. But if we get back to figuring out if trust is an issue, we can start to repair that issue. Uh, and so I would encourage that like at home, oftentimes uh, it's the hardest place for me to be a team player because it's the easiest place for me to be very selfish. Yeah. And because uh, whenever I get home, you know, I hold myself accountable to all these other people in my lives. And and I think far too often, at least my experience has been, um, I, I can I can sometimes fail to be there for my spouse or for my family in the ways that I'm there for others, um, because it's just easier, I think, to be selfish around the people uh, that you care most about, and that you know care about you because it feels safer, like you're not worried about them um, all of a sudden, like leaving you well some people might be but uh, if you have no other reason to be worried about it you know they're going to be there the next day um, so we take that for granted I think and um, you know uh, can take advantage of that sometimes and, and so I, I encourage sitting down and talking with your family um, you know once a week uh, certainly talking with your spouse at least once a month and going over the things that are going well in your relationship and in your lives and in your family and the things that maybe both could take some ownership on, on working on. Um, and, and that sort of a experience I think can help rebuild trust and, and get your household functioning much more like a team would. So that was just something I was thinking it was trust as being so key, a key foundational and essential component to effective team work. That's great advice. Yeah, so um, I know we have just a few more minutes here, and I want to throw it back to just anybody, um, Tyler included. Do you have any any stories that you think the listeners might enjoy? Um, something from your past, like a, a memorable moment where you really benefited from uh, having somebody else be a team player in your life? Uh, and you can think back as far as you want, and I'll do the same. Anybody have anything that's just like on the tip of their tongues? Uh, I have a Quick story. I was a, actually a coach. I was a. I was a big. T I was. I did a lot of running in high school, and and this goes kind of goes from like the uh, just obviously being a part of team, but also kind of when it comes to mindset. So, you know, he would he saw a lot more potential in me than I than I did in myself, and so I remember after one of these races, um, he goes, you know, so what happened? You know, what, what do you think you did good? What, what, where do you think you kind of could have done better? And so I was getting all these answers and kind of why I may have not have done this or done that. And he goes, hey, listen, do you feel that, you know, you could have ran, you know, a better time with this particular race? I mean, and I was like, no, I think I, I tried my best. He goes, so you're telling me that, he goes, that it was physically impossible for you to run a better time in this race. And I'm saying, and then I think to myself, like, no, it probably wasn't physically impossible. And he's like, well, what kept you from doing it? And like, he just, it was like showing me like the mental side of, of the sport and like how much sometimes you can hold ourselves back mentally. And like, there's that saying where like, your body, your your body will give up like you know well before your mind does. You know that kind of stuff. You know, so you can like overcome you know, a lot of things with your mind, or you know your mind will give up will, will give up well before your body does. That's what it is, right? So your mind will give up first. You'll crack first before your body is. So it's kind of it was it was just an interesting point. So I, it's always stuck with me, you know, that like hey, I, I can come over, I can overcome this mentally before my my body will give up. That's a great story, Colin. I love that. Anybody have any other thoughts? Any other things that come to mind about an experience you had? You guys have any similar stories like that? Well, it, you know, uh, two experiences. I, I, you know, I played high school basketball, and uh, we had a, an assistant coach. His name was Coach K, and uh, not not from Duke, but uh, uh, you know, <laughs> quite the coach. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, he was just an assistant coach at high school basketball, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, he was an older fellow. He used to be a high school principal. Actually, was my father's principal at the school he went to, and then uh, co uh, helped uh, coach. 
uh, my team, but I always remember running and uh, he'd, he'd have these like little sayings as we'd run, you know, like take it to the bank and there'd be a sign that said, you know, Integra Bank up right up above the scoreboard and he'd always point it to it. And we'd laugh. It's like dad jokes, you know, but he always, you know, would remind us every single practice, there's no I in team. And uh, uh, just, you know, constantly hearing that practice after practice, and even before a game from Coach K reminded me, you know, this is not, this is not about me. Um, this, is, this is about five of us who are working together to, to win this ball game. So, um, so that's, that's just, you know, and, and then also in the life of the church. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we launched a, a year ago and there was, there's no way myself and maybe two or three other people could have launched a church all on our own. Um, it involved the hands of almost 200 people uh, working together to get this church up and running. And so, um, you know, because of that, we have multiple ministries going on uh, right from the very beginning. And it would not have been possible if it wasn't for people all saying yes collectively for the betterment of the community. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, I just, I'll go back to the family piece is just, I couldn't be more uh, thankful for and uh, appreciative of of, um, of my wife, Janelle, and just everything that she's been able to do to help support me. She's been a major team player in my life um, in so many different ways. Um, and, I, and I hope, and I like to think that I've provided her with the same uh, support as well, too. But um, I just, you know, I just hope that everybody is, has at least one person in their life that they can uh, uh, reflect upon and, and think of in that same way, whether or not it's a family member, a coworker, a friend. Uh, but, you know, I, th I think there's numerous occasions where I've really come to, in hindsight, um, appreciate the, the people that have been in my life. So I would say uh, I don't have anything real specific other than my family and then friendships uh, that I could be more thankful for. And it doesn't take many. If you're somebody out there that doesn't have very many friends. I'm a big proponent of uh, quality over quantity. So um, research will show us that most people only have about one or two, maybe three very close friends. Um, so if you've got that one person in your life, um, great. You know, maybe that's exactly what you need and you don't need any more than that. So um, yeah, I just, I'm so blessed to have all those different relationships in my life and, and over, over time and currently as well. I'm going to go with the family aspect as well. Um, you know, this old saying, it takes a village. Well, I, and not, and some people wouldn't say this, but I'm very blessed to have my entire wife's side of the family, my in-laws, right in my neighborhood. Um, so with two young kids, and as much as I travel, you know, have been traveling for work uh, up until, you know, the pandemic, uh, I generally spend 130 nights on the road. And my wife still works full time. So leaning on my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, uh, my wife's two sisters, I mean, yeah, they're family, but, you know, they're very good teammates as well. And they've really stepped up when um, throughout the years of different things just popping up, life popping up. They've, there's been a ton of instances where they've been very good teammates. Um, and one would be like Hurricane Irma. You know, a bunch of trees landed on our house and we were out of our house for six months. And without saying anything, my father-in-law was like, no, nope, kids, you guys, you're, you're coming to live with us for six months. Don't worry wow. about having to pay rent somewhere. Amazing. And uh, yeah, Tyler, I'll deal with, I'll deal with you in, under my ha uh, roof for six months, which uh, 
you know, I can be a handful at times, uh, more so than my four-year-old. And uh, so, yeah, been very blessed to have good teammates in the family as, you know, my in-laws. So I hope that, I hope they listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. You just scored massive brownie points. Like That's right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Your stocking is going to be filled this year. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we can have a second, we can bring it back for a second episode and we can talk more about some of those stories about you being a handful. That sounded kind of interesting too. You can tell us your real thoughts after the podcast. Ooh. Or should we bring Jennifer on for that? PG. Yeah. Oh man. She might be tr- too honest. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, guys, believe it or not, we're at the end of our time again. It goes by so quickly. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us again and taking some time out of your day. Yes, thank you, Tyler. Thank you for having me. And, and you know, I've listened to every episode so far that you guys have done. And I, I can truly say I look forward to uh, every Monday that they pop up and, and get to hear another one. Um, I encourage you guys to keep going keep finding new topics and keep uh putting out new exciting content uh, i really enjoy listening to it oh thanks for the feedback that means a lot excellent thank you Tyler. yeah yeah hey uh hey hey did you guys know that i'm so glad that spring is here you are because i'm so excited that i wet my plants <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Are we going to let this continue? Are we going to let this continue? <laughs> I put the poll out there on Instagram. We got 100% back in the affirmative. People want more dad jokes from Jeff. No, so, no. It's it's Steve, you I get, use your muting capabilities. I knew that was coming, yeah. I feel like. I have mixed emotions about it, but that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. Don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> oh, man. I know Colin's brother just loves these Yes, that's his answer. Oh, right. my goodness. The king of dad jokes, I think, uh, is what he dubbed you, right? That's, a, <laughs> that's it. All right. Now that we've all been thinking uh, about Jeff wetting his plants, maybe that means it's time to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> Um, and uh thank you all for joining us again on today's episode and we were able to talk a little bit about the power of teamwork and thanks again guys for sharing all those stories and just being so open and vulnerable um with your experiences and your advice again thank you to tyler and um we look forward to everybody coming back and joining us again for a future episode so as always you know we just want to wish you the best as you take your next steps in working on your health and wellness, and we hope that you join us again for a future episode. Today's intro and outro music was composed by Kevin McLeod and is titled Cheery Monday, available royalty-free at https colon forward slash forward slash incompetech.com.